Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's so many new female voices because, first of all, welcome to a new episode of The Matcha Diaries. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you would have seen the Cara's off gallivanting, having a very fun and cute Easter weekend with Ed. So I'm taking over the mic and I'm bringing on three of my amazing girlfriends. And we asked on Instagram for some questions so we're gonna do it was saying like unfiltered spicy q a we've got a range of questions so i'm excited are you guys excited yeah yes very okay vesh has already been on the podcast before so those of you who've listened to like our my like housemates q and i don't know what we called it it was like but, yeah, it was like a chai chat or something but yeah it was it was crazy. we were like hungover yeah, and it was a crazy one dying <laughs> um but we've got two new people as well Two new voices. So I thought what we do is do a brief round of intro. So you guys just say like your name. I was gonna get them to say their profession. We've been that's been vetoed. Yeah, that's Instead, none of us <laughs> identify with our profession. Absolutely not. <laughs> so Sophia suggested everyone do an overshare. Oh, we're actually doing it. Oh yeah. no, we're oh, oh my god, I am no. not doing Wait, it. Wait, I might need to rethink my overshare. Yeah. Or should I just do it? I, I think you should. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Like, okay, we'll we just. All can go. Well, why don't Why don't we do like a silly little fun fact or something? Okay. Oh God, fun fact. Okay, so if you start. Okay. Hi, I'm Sophia. I'm 25 years old. I am. I have a fake American accent, <laughs> and I'm originally Ukrainian and Armenian, but I live in London. I'm good friends with Leo. My silly little fun fact is that I won a chubby baby contest. A nationalized... No, what am I saying? A national televised chubby baby contest. Yeah, but you see, that was prepared. Like, <laughs> yeah, she that's my knew. That's my go-to fact, though. My other one is that I played uh, a brick wall, a talking brick wall in school. Wow. Um, yeah. That's very you. Those are both very that. good fun facts. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you. Have I shown you the photo? No. I haven't it. seen I'll the chubby baby after. photo either. I'll show. We'll I'll show both. Stories. I'll show yeah. both. After. Do it. <laughs> put a, both put a chubby baby to the name. Chubby baby photo. Okay, that was a very good intro, Thank Kiara. You. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. You can. <laughs> We're not monetized, so oh, it's, it's okay, all free reign. Um, Kiara here, twenty-five as well. Um, temporarily living <laughs> with Leo um, and that's it I'm Italian been in the UK for like seven years now and so I have a fake British accent instead <laughs> uh, but I just and fun fact is I just found out I can't pronounce Vaseline, Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> say how you pronounced it 
Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, for seven years in the UK. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can do a poll and say, like, how do you pronounce Vaseline? Oh, fun fact. I screamed at a girl in my first class in uni. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I was Ooh, really girl, upset. Why? <laughs> I am holding a mug that says little miss uncompromised uh, yeah. so, um, basically I was sat there and I could not speak English like I failed my English exam to come into uni <laughs> oh and no they I didn't know yeah. about you oh yeah oh, I said I could not speak English um, and so I rock up to my first class and um, the teacher like I guess teacher professor whatever um, is like can you read this bit and I pronounce maintenance as maintenance Aww. and this chick started like snickering and I'm like well this is my third language how many do you speak oh <laughs> my god yes. I love that I was so embarrassed like I couldn't speak and oh she was god. just there like snickering like, That's I'm scared so of mean. getting also I still know who she is and I don't that would like never her. happen. <laughs> yeah, never. Okay, that's it. That was a long fun fact. Okay, Vesh. The podcast okay. already knows you, but do you still Yeah, I'm know? a podcast veteran. Oh, yeah. But I'm Vesh, and I'm 23. Oh, my God. I'm 24 <laughs> oh. in, like, two months. So I'm a se- I'm basically 24. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what, like, people say that are, like, eight, and are, like, I'm turning nine yeah. in two months. <laughs> I'm eight in ten months. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> it's, the, it's a fact and I'm from India but growing up in Singapore I my fun fact is I was actually in a national spelling bee contest when I was like 13 I went to the national level and then I failed it but I still Ooh. got there um, so I, yeah that's my proudest moment in life and then <laughs> everything from there has gone downhill I'm just kidding I love my life and I live with Leo as well I have been for the past six, seven months. Yeah, and since we're, August. We're floor mates, and she hates me for it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you hate me more for it. No. Oh hey guys, this is not the moment. <laughs> we, we got a question on, like, how to navigate, like, living, co-housing with friends and stuff. Are we already starting? Yeah, let's just, like, dive straight in. I don't know if that's a good first question to start with. I heard there is a, a bathroom to be clean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's my turn to clean the bathroom, and it has been for a week. Um... I do apologize. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to that bathroom's getting crusty. <laughs> do we have any tips? Because so if you also live with your yeah, friend. I live with my well, I'm lucky. I live with my absolute like best friend, and the reason she's my best friend is because she's so giving, caring, so like respecting of each other's space. I mean, mm. even when we had you guys around for dinner, we didn't even like talk about this, but I cooked, and automatically she cleaned afterwards. And, yeah, like there's just a good rapport and synchronicity between us two. Um, but I have been in situations where I've lived with people and I've ended up like breaking up those friendships just because of how disrespectful they were to our communal space. Yeah. I could live with seven people in my first year, first and second year of university. And I just like, the reason I broke up that friendship is because they would leave pots and pans everywhere and like the rubbish would always be on the floor. Not going to lie, that was me in uni, but (laughs) I've changed the game. You grew. I grew. Growth. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we are really it depends right if you're like living with your best friends and you know that sometimes you just don't have to have boundaries with them you yeah. know not in like a bad way as in you do have your like core boundaries but with for example leo i'm very happy to tell her to clean the bathroom or yeah i don't have that filter of like yeah. oh i i don't want to make her upset so i feel like that's an advantage of living with your friends is um you don't have to like have that you know weird awkward vibe but i have been in situations even last year when i was living with people and it just went downhill even though we were best friends because again it's just the respect of communal space yeah you guys um and it's just respecting other people's um i don't know 
the way they live and etc yeah. how they want to and you just have to compromise or just mm. you know keep others play especially communal <laughs> spaces clean and if that's okay then i don't care what you do in your room yeah. um but be living with friends is the best thing to ever ever happen so yeah, yeah. because there is that underlying respect anyway so that's yeah. why for the most part but it you can't work. live with all of your friends i feel like there is only certain them. friends that you can because of like the i don't know yeah but also i feel like we're lucky in the fact that we have like such respectful friends even if there's mm. like for example kiara's now our temporary roommate <laughs> yeah. but she's so kind like yeah. every morning she'll get us breakfast or like clean up and like we yeah. don't even have to say anything and i love that yeah. um i don't know Maybe whether we just i've lived with like a best friend who i still love so much but like it was so difficult to live together mm. yeah like not difficult but like i think it's more like where you also are in your life Mm. Um, and if it's too different it just doesn't match up like yeah. your schedules don't match up what you want like who you want to hang out with like when you want to hang out like it's too complicated yeah I think it's kind of like if you have to like plan a time to be together when you live in the same house it's yeah kind of challenging although we do sometimes plan like house date nights or like okay let's do something together so I feel like that's also important because even with like living with a partner I feel like you can think that you get enough quality time because you live together but actually, a lot of the times you don't. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. sometimes it is important to be like, okay, let's make some time for each other. And like to make sure, because sometimes I feel like when you live together, the communication can be mm-hmm. only around like chores. It's like, oh, who does the dishes? Yeah, I feel like that did cleans. happen for us yeah. a little bit where we were only talking about like cleaning. Yeah. And then we had to rile back and be like, we this is not our friendship. Like, no. we're not. Mm. Um, yeah, all in all, especially with this house, I've mm-hmm. had like 10 on 10 time with my friends with my best friends and I can sometimes like be the villain in terms of like making people clean but whatever you know (laughs) they don't mind so yeah I feel like all of us take turns in like being the quote-unquote villain in that sense yeah which is I feel like quite works Mm -hmm. okay so I'm gonna move on to a a very different question um what do you think of open relationships my boyfriend and I want to open ours and this person is a little scared what do we think? Mm. <laughs> Sophie I don't had agree. a very visceral yeah. reaction. Sophie does. I'm just so. a very oh, ultra monogamous person. I'm so accepting of other people doing their own thing, and if an open relationship or just being very like sexually open when you're dating someone, or as in with other people, mm. um, or you're with someone, if that is empowering to you, and if that's what strengthens the connection, then I am like in no position to judge. But I think it depends on your own relationship with that stuff. You know, I, I just know myself, I know my boundaries, I know what I like and dislike. So I couldn't put myself in a position where I'd be in an open relationship. Yeah. I really like monogamy and just, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, what I saw in my family and stuff mm. growing up. But yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like the fact that this person said that they're uncomfortable with it all automatically makes me think they're compromising on that's what they actually point. want. Yeah. Like, they're saying they're a, sca- a little scared. But, yeah. but like when you sit with yourself, it's like, mm. do you, is that actually what you want though? Is, is it actually, how are you going to feel? Are you compromising your values because you just want to be with this person and this person wants to be open? If you're not, if you're not on the same level with yeah. what you actually want out of the relationship, then it's, mm it's gonna explode, mm. crash and explode at some point. Um, open relationships are not easy. Seeing your partner with someone else is not easy. Like, like hearing yeah. about it, thinking about it. Yeah. And um, also the rules are difficult. Like I've, um, I've heard a few people who had it. And for example, like the guy would just, you know, message or vice versa, message the girl like, hey, you know, I'm on a night out just 
flagging to you I'm that's I can't I'm going home with yeah. like this girl and you know like imagine you're not out like and you're kind of in bed and you're getting a yeah. message saying by the way like not coming home tonight like I don't know like I just struggle to think that for me I would ever be like oh have fun mm-hmm. and like I go back yeah. to sleep like I have a good um handful of friends who have tried it and maybe like three couples and it hasn't worked out mm. but it always kind of starts in the same way at least when I've spoken to them about it they kind of establish rules they establish boundaries they make sure they're on the same page the communication is so strong at the beginning yeah and then there's there just always comes a point where boundaries get blurred there might even be lies Mm -hmm. on one side of the partnership um and things just get very muddy and in all of three of those cases it's it hasn't ended up working out because that open relationship was probably a manifestation of problems within Mm. their connection but that is just like three you know individual experiences it's different for everyone I guess I guess that's what I would want to know like where did this stem from you know is it because you both love each other but also want to explore their connections is it because there's something lacking in your relationship from either side and you are looking for a way to fix it like to give a different example Um, I do have a friend who's been with her boyfriend for like a very very long time and they have like a semi-open relationship as well where they like are very honest with each other in terms of if they have crushes on a different person like if they want to kiss someone or anything like that and they're still together they live together so I like I'm not that closely in touch with her but the last time we spoke like everything was going well so yeah I feel like Mm. I'm sure there's lots of just because we haven't heard of them I'm sure there's lots of scenarios yeah yeah. where it does work out and I think it just really depends on like the individual people's motivations and like your own comfort levels and like Mm. your own boundaries because yeah I just wouldn't want to I would want to make sure that you're not yeah being pushed into a situation because you love the other person yeah. and you don't want to upset them. I think, as you said, like if it's the first thing of like you both want to explore other mm. connections, then why not? Mm. But if it's the second thing where it's like either one of you is like a bit uncomfortable with it, not sure, yeah, um, then maybe it is a thing of like sitting and having a conversation with that person, thinking about what actually is triggering it mm. and whether you can work it out. And maybe it will be a success. Mm. You, just, you just never know. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's like connections or like sexual because those are two different things yeah. right mm. like if you kind of want to explore other connections like emotional to me it would be even more difficult than yeah. like mm. sexual like if you're mm. you know, like maybe you've been together since you're like 15 and like yeah. you feel the need to like see what's like out there from like or explore your sexuality and so on and you still love the person and want to do that i'd personally probably take a break from the relationship at that point but like i understand that like yeah you also need to understand yourself through others yeah Yeah. Yeah. some people can separate you know physical intimacy from emotional intimacy yeah i personally can't the two are quite linked for me but yeah you just kind of have to know yourself and what works for you i guess yeah yeah and you won't know until you try but you just have to be honest with yourself in the process and the other Mm -hmm. person and I I guess if it's the right person for her um, they'll be able to navigate this together and they'll Mm. arrive at you know whichever outcome is for their greatest good yeah but I I mean I'm sure maybe you've already communicated this to him but I feel like definitely let him know that like you are a bit scared and who knows he might be feeling the same thing yeah Yeah. 100% but I think scared is fine like if it had said on like uncomfortable yeah i think like being scared of opening up a relationship is i think completely normal but yeah. feeling uncomfortable or that it's not what you want mm. is a lot more worrying and doing yeah it's like yeah you just have to be honest with yourself maybe monitor your own feelings like if it ever crosses into that hmm. territory yeah but keep us updated yeah <laughs> i, I want to know please <laughs> 
Okay, next question is in a similar sexual realm. Goodness. Not similar. <laughs> oh my god. It's, did you enjoy the first time you had sex? Oh no. No, <laughs> I don't no, so. no, no. did. I kind of, in, I didn't mind mine. That's the I enjoyed my experience. <laughs> my, my, the first time I had sex translated into a relationship. So mm. it wasn't like I didn't enjoy but also it was like let's be real like uncomfortable yeah. a little bit painful and also you're like what the hell am I doing mm. um and it's a new feeling so it's like I wouldn't say I like think about it you know it's like no. I'm not like oh my god the first time I had sex yeah it's I just think. like happy it's like your first kiss it's like mine was probably the worst first kiss like anyone could ever have why what was your first kiss it was horrible it was like the guy like just did not use only use his tongue the whole time oh. and I was like if this is kissing I'm not never doing it again and like the saliva smooch <laughs> like oh you know when there's so much like oh no yeah oh I will say I don't want to say some things on the podcast because they're actually a bit gross no no I'm gonna go do it no I don't <laughs> want to do it I feel like they will be minors like my face was literally my face was like moist and I was yes. like oh my god what is this not the wet chin wet Post chin kiss. wet chin wet nose every day oh wet god. nose that's like you sex in the city god. Charlotte kisses this I was guy. just thinking of that yeah you literally had to go get like a towel to wipe oh everything. god that is not good you have not improved that much <laughs> well if someone's still kissing you like that that's no, not no, what no, it maybe they just like, love please you please get out <laughs> no. they can't get enough <laughs> no, no, no. kissing a puppy I don't think it's oh. so oh my god oh. I th- okay what I'm thinking about like because my first time I, I feel like I feel similarly like I like the guy it was important to me that like I mean I feel like it doesn't matter whether mm-hmm. you wait for someone you like or not you know everyone's free to do what they want but I it was, I was 18 and he was like a bit more experienced than me so I feel like he made the like situation very comfortable no we like he like lit candles and stuff oh like my that. god this yeah. always happens to leo <laughs> yeah, what the hell? like men always be doing the most <laughs> and also his dad was a gynecologist i remember so he told me straight away like oh you should go to the toilet now and pee and stuff what? like that this is the perfect first time experience yeah i was honestly very lucky i mean the sex itself wasn't nice it, or it wasn't like comfortable or yeah. enjoyable yeah. but i think that's exactly because it's like your first time it's not mm. gonna be like Mind blowing, yeah. etc. Yeah, it's like you almost just get it done in a in a sad way. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like I always struggle to say like if it's important or not. Like it's definitely not, but at the same time, I feel like you still like don't want to minimize it yeah. for people. Yeah, because it is also an important moment. I felt like something changed after that for yeah. me, even if it was just internal. I don't know because mm. there's something about it where it's almost like. I don't want to say like the breaking of innocence because it's not, yeah. but nah. but it's just like, I feel like if you are making a conscious choice or like, you know, it's just almost like a start yeah. into, I don't I know. I agree. It's like an initiation of some yeah. kind for women, especially. I mean, you're like starting to now explore your sexuality, which you've yeah. never yeah. done. It's mm-hmm. like the start of that. It's quite it's kind of exciting. I mean, my first time was just so like, it, it was very stereotypical, like, I was ready to have sex more than I was ready to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much just a one night stand. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that good. It was painful. Like, but I don't know. I still felt pretty good afterwards. Like, okay, this is like a new journey for me. I'm now yeah. ready to explore it in better capacity, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like hopefully it's more about like 
almost you and yourself versus like necessarily mm. that's so true I had nothing to do with that person yeah it was more just my own personal experience yeah. with it and what that would then lead to yeah I feel like it's just important with like that you don't feel pressured into it because I feel like that can be so easy mm. like even I felt quite like pressured in terms of like society or like you know ep- all of my friends having like done it before I did and all mm. of that like there is yeah almost an expectation and even I felt a bit of a pressure of like oh I wanted to have sex before I went to uni yeah mm. Mm. and even because of like you know you play like games or like never have I ever and I was like oh well I was quite conscious of the fact that like I didn't want to not have had sex before entering that environment yeah which is which is completely like toxic looking back and mm. it's just like there's no right or wrong thing way to do yeah. things I mean, I always thought I did it too early and I still stand by it. But mm. I mean, it turned into like a five, six year relationship for me as well. So yeah. it was kind of like fine. But like if I went back, I would have definitely like, well, I wouldn't have dated the guy. For his name, <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? you um, I, think? I was uh, 15. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, I have to say in Italy, you typically lose at like 15, 16. Like 18 is like pretty far away time to lose it. Everyone is... uh you know <laughs> doing it quite early on and like cars and stuff because love of their romance <laughs> yes and it always it's like always like part of like it's a lot less of what like Soph was saying of like being ready and feeling mm. ready and doing it for yourself and it's a lot more of like everyone just kind of gets into like relationships to do it and to like kind of get it take it off their list yeah so for me it was definitely ticking off my list and was just like let's get it done with yeah so I regret doing that that's so interesting like the cultural aspect of it oh yeah because i guess we all grew up in like different countries yeah completely different countries had like very different experiences yeah mine was the opposite i think in my because i was in singapore uh, before i went to uni and i feel like it was a very hush hush thing like mm. if someone had sex like they, they would be a secret like no one knew and it was never like oh you know we all the expectation was not there like i lost my virginity at like 18 in my second year of uni and i did not feel that much pressure i guess because where I came from, I, it didn't, it wasn't, it, it's like if you had sex, you were like, oh my God, like that's crazy, they have sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, cultural difference. That's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like Germany was kind of a mix of, like I feel like it wasn't as, it very much depended on like what friendship circle almost you were in. I mean, I was also 18. Were you the cool so. kids? No, I definitely oh. was not the cool kids. I bet you were. <laughs> Look, she's giggling. I feel like I was like getting a, shy. I like I was like she's a medium like, kid. Me? That's what all the cool kids say. <laughs> Stop. You did get a candlelit, like, first that was, time. That I, is the coolest To be fair, this was, yeah, this was the flex. guy that I remember yeah. having a crush on, like, all throughout. He was in my religion class. And I had a crush on him, and then I met him after we graduated school. Oh my god, is this that guy? Yeah. Oh shit. You've seen a photo. <laughs> Can I see a photo after? Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, that's the first time guy. Yeah. I want text. <laughs> so we got a question on like self love, which I feel like is a, a sweet transition. So I don't know Aww. what are what are your thoughts on self love? Do you have any like practices to cultivate more self love? I don't know anything around that. It's a very broad topic, I know. So broad. Mm-mm. I feel like our friendship group has is very strong on self in terms of like we've all strived towards it, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it's so important um, to just 
I don't know, self-love for me is like being able to hang out with yourself, being your own best friend, not being harsh to yourself. And it's so hard. I feel like it goes in phases. Like the, I remember like the last two weeks for me were so hard, even though I'm always like preaching self-love, love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like I felt really bad in my body. I was having like body dysmorphia. I was, you know, not liking my thought patterns. And I, it's so easy to get into like a hole. Yeah. But I guess some practices would just be like, for me is like meditation talking to my family like talking to my friends about it reminding myself that you know this everything's like temporary like my body is not is gonna change and fluctuate my mind is gonna play all sorts of tricks but just to come back to like the root and the you know the core of like what i love in life the most and what kind of fuels my self-love um yeah and uh, being four years single I'd say, yes. yeah, I'd say like self-love is what keeps me like really, really going and what makes me, because it's easy to get into a trap of like being like, oh my God, like why does, you know, why am I still single, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But to me, it's like the opposite. I'm like, I'm able to spend so much time with myself. I'm able to find things that I value and love it in life. And then on top of that, I'll find someone else maybe yeah. in the future who will add to it, but won't be, mm-hmm. you know, love for myself long-winded answer i was actually talking to someone about like how much i admire like everyone in our friendship group because of it but i i am personally terrible at it i kind of just like go like oh you know we'll pass like we'll go but i feel like everyone else in our friendship group just makes such a like conscious effort of like being the best person they can like i remember like a few weeks ago that she were like i feel like i haven't been nice enough to my friends i feel like i haven't like i don't know i can't remember you were like oh i didn't like how i was thinking this week like yeah <clears throat> let me wake up earlier like read a book like do meditating like all those things like and i was like i have literally never sat down at the end of the week and been like did I like myself this week? Hmm. So I think I really admire that of you guys. Oh I need God. to start doing it. It's so interesting you Aww. say that because I really, I put you on like a pedestal when oh, it comes to that sort stop. of thing. You seem like someone and you come across and you come across as someone who does put yourself first. I think you, you practice more self-love than you maybe realize. Yeah, probably just without probably acknowledging it. Yeah. But mm. I'm very harsh to myself. Mm. I'm definitely my biggest critic. Yeah. But also, I feel like oh, oh, this is this is getting is into a conversation about friendship. But like, um, you say this, but I feel like how I know you is like the most loving, beautiful, amazing yes. person ever. Mm. So it's like, it's like it's like how other people <laughs> see you versus how you see yourself yeah. is so different. It's like it's crazy. And I was gonna say as well, I think self love is our sort of connecting value. Mm. It's kind of like the thing that connects, despite how different we all are from each other. Yeah. That's the thing that connects us, and that's how I resonate with others. Is how they have a relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. Because self love is like, I mean, it's everything. Yeah. It's absolutely everything. Okay. It affects every aspect of your life, your relationships mm-hmm. with others, whether they're platonic or romantic, your career, your spiritual journey. It's literally everything. So I think important. it reflects in like how happy we all are for each other. Mm, yeah, that's like, so true. How happy you're able to yeah be for other people. We're all like so supportive. Like we listen to each other so much. Like I literally like never for one second thought that anyone was like less than ha- like probably happier than me for any of my wins in this friendship group. Oh yeah, I think mm. that's what self love does. It's like self love enables you to like be happy. F- 
for other others while not feeling lacking. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Otherwise, it's so easy to get into if you don't like actually love yourself and where you are. It's so easy to get into like this whole hole of like mm-hmm. jealousy or like yeah, um, all of this. Whereas, yeah, I was doing this thing recently, like maybe a couple weeks. I had a, I don't know, I was being a bit critical. Um, with myself and you know how like you go on your explore page on Instagram and you see all these like really pretty models and like influencers <laughs> and I would sometimes look at them and I'd be like ugh and most people would just try to block themselves from that stuff mm-hmm. but I was I was like opening them and I'd be like yes queen glowing and because I never want yes, to queen. look at another woman especially and feel yeah. jealousy or envy yeah. of any kind like we're all so different we're all just as valuable yeah. Yeah. to the world to others so I was like hyping them up as a way to love myself more. I didn't comment on it. Just like verbally. Oh. <laughs> How did you feel afterwards? So I'm, I'm good. Interested. Oh my yeah. god, I felt like they were my friends. I was like, yes, queen. Oh my god, her I hair. Love her. She's killing it. I want to hear you in your room while you do it with us next time. It made the biggest difference. Honestly. I really like that. I want to do that. I really encourage everyone to do. Oh that. god, that's another thing. <laughs> I'm gonna hear Leo at like one a.m. Like, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet though those are very good responses i i I completely agree i feel like self-love is like the foundation of everything it's literally everything it's definitely like something that i feel like we're all like on the i feel like you're on the journey with it like Mm. your whole life to be honest i don't i've never like met an adult where i'm like okay they've definitely you know i've never met anyone who's like okay they're a hundred percent there which i feel like oh yeah it's not it's not like a it's not a destination it's an ongoing journey yeah yeah and also i feel like at some point i mean self-love i feel like a lot of people scared of it because it's like oh my god you don't have to like love yourself it's more like i've now started seeing it as like almost Mm self-acceptance in a way of like you don't have to like aggressively be like i love me i love me i love me because like you don't always love yourself like just like self-acceptance and the fact that you might make some mistakes and you're learning from them but you're just accepting the way you are and like trying to improve yourself yeah yeah. if self-love is too harsh of a term for someone yeah it's almost like an umbrella term but i fully agree because i definitely want to work on that like almost just accepting and like forgiving myself or like being compassionate right because that's the thing we're able to do that for like everyone else around us but then like you were saying it's so easy to like be so harsh on yourself because i don't know i don't know why we do it it's just easy because it's like we can we can criticize ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we we don't have to face the consequences of someone else getting upset or whatever we just Mm. have to like deal with it ourselves and it's easy to put our negative energy into ourselves and we almost think that it's gonna make something better i think like i i was thinking about this recently that i'm almost scared to release my negative thought patterns because i feel like they've gotten me to where i am so i feel like if i Mm -hmm. let go of the negative voice then like am i gonna completely go like off the rails almost like I'm I'm scared yeah. of being fully accepting of myself, which is weird, and I definitely want to get there. Yeah, it's so it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's scary. Like just knowing what you, even knowing what you don't like about yourself is yeah. scary, right? Like not everything can be changed as well. So just accepting that, like you know, you're a person, mm-hmm. you have your faults. There's things you're good at, things you're less good at, but overall, like you're doing fine. It's, it's yeah. very difficult. There's no one like you. There's oh no my one God. you. <laughs> the t-shirt slogan. <laughs> oh, but it's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one like you. <laughs> I hate it. I would never wear it. <laughs> okay, so in a similar vein, someone asked our thoughts on platonic love. 
love it. Love, 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 yeah. love, love. It's like the next level of self-love. You have self-love first. Yeah. And then that extends into platonic love. Yeah, because I feel like, again, you need love for yourself to be able to... I do think you need a level of love for yourself to be able to love other people more fully yes or like give other people 100 and i feel like platonic love is so underestimated like everyone's running behind romance and like Mm. look at look all around you it's like love everywhere you're just like choosing to chase after that was me as well choosing to chase after like a man or woman or whoever and i'm like why Mm. platonic love literally keeps you going like if we talk about family love or if not friendships Mm -hmm. The amount of love they give you cannot yeah. compare. Um, yeah. It's like when you when you start a relationship, your friends are there for you. And when you end it, your friends are still there for you. Mm. It's like, it's constant. And yeah. it will never stop. Yeah. Unless you're like a really, really horrible person. But <laughs> or you just I'm have sure, the wrong yeah. friends. Because yeah. that or also, you just have the wrong yeah. friends. I feel like it's taken all of us like some time to like, you know, find the friends that we have. Mm. And it's all led up to this moment. Yeah. Of this exact no but it has I yeah. think you guys are my first I would say friendship group that mm-hmm. I feel I resonate with strongly and also just energizing friendships when I spend mm-hmm. time with you I leave feeling like I've had I don't know a burst of serotonin <laughs> or like an energy drink or yeah. something yeah yeah it's so energizing and I think we are we have so much love for each other and we really motivate and encourage each other it's yeah platonic love is the best it's the best yeah i feel like it really like what you said it's almost like the like the net you know that like enables you to reach higher to chase after your goals because it's like a foundation for things and you know hopefully in the best case it's like a safe haven where you can come back to and i don't know it's so nice to have those people in your life but again i feel like it's taken me so like it's taken me a really long time to feel this secure in friendships because I feel like it can, even that can be like scary. And that's probably mm-hmm. also a reflection of like me and how I was insecure in myself before. So then I was also in return mm. feeling like insecure in friendships. So I was the same. Yeah. And I think what I valued in friendship has changed completely. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it was more like, okay, well, this person dresses cool and they yeah. like this. Oh my God, it's 11 11. Fives. <laughs> um, yeah. What I value in fr- friendship has changed so much. It was like I said, more about. You know wanting to fit in and this person is cool and this person is this and this yeah. person is that but eventually it became more about how that person is being a friend to me yeah and the values that we share mm-hmm. rather than their interests necessarily um yeah and i think that's what really strengthened my existing friendships i agree i think like when you're younger you look for either people that you think are like you or like how you want to be mm-hmm. but in a very superficial way mm-hmm. and then when you grow up you just like people that genuinely like make you happy and like you feel you you spend time with them and you don't feel drained you feel refreshed Mm. and like they have a different perspective on life and you trust them that's so valuable actually the different perspective Mm. on life because some people can end up in these eco chambers almost yeah yeah when they're just being friends with people that have the same interests or they look the same they think the same and your worldview becomes so limited and a bit Mm. parochial Whereas having friendships, who like having your opinions challenged, yeah. and oh, I just think it's amazing. I love like being friends with people of different perspectives on everything. Because that's okay. I do really think that we all have very different views of very like different. life or situations. Yeah. yeah. So we'll all give very different advice. I feel like mm. when someone comes with like a dilemma or like a situation, mm. and I know yeah. we'd all like tackle them individually or differently, which I feel like is very valuable to have. I agree. You get like different perspectives, but ultimately like the amazing thing is you're getting different perspectives that you all know are like 
aimed at doing what's best for you yeah and that's pretty rare like it's difficult to get advice from people and follow it I think probably like you guys are like the first people I've ever asked for serious advice and actually followed it Mm. because you always have like that kind of hint of like in the back of your mind like is does this person actually want the best for me Mm. that's so true I never doubt that Mm. in, in our friendships exactly it's like asking your mom for advice like you know sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow but (laughs) you know she's saying it for you and I think same kind of goes with our friendship group yeah oh also by the way if you are missing Besha's voice she's now gone upstairs to have a her spiritual call so Mm. it's it's us three um (laughs) but no I completely agree and I feel like it's you trust your gut instinct with friendships like I feel like you will know in in your gut if something feels right and if people are like giving you energy or draining yeah. you or if you mm-hmm. feel like you have to like put on a show or like be someone who you're not really in front of the group like even whether to impress other people or I don't know I feel like sometimes some people make you want to pretend like you're something or put on a certain face or a certain act and I feel like true friendships should just yeah accept you as you are and 100%. yeah yeah but again, it can take time. So also don't feel... Yeah, I was going to say that. That it's worth investing. Like yeah. I I think I met both of you, what was it, maybe two years ago now? Yeah. But I only became really good friends with you guys maybe about a year, a year and a half. A year ago, I would say. Yeah. About a year ago, yeah. Maybe a year and like three months. So it does take time. It does take investment. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like observations. How do they make you feel? What can you share with them? And some people just take a bit longer to open up and expose different aspects of themselves to others. So yeah, I'll give give friendships time. It's worth it. So yeah. it's like a relationship, you know? Yeah. Even when you click, it still takes time to go in depth with people. Yeah, completely. I mean, our friend Ali, like when I met her, I thought maybe she's a bit shy. Maybe we don't connect that well, but oh my God, her and I have this insane like (laughs) rapport and connection. It's incredible. And it's like one of my most worthwhile friendships in terms of waiting to get there. That's so sweet. Yeah, because you said something about relationships. I feel like sometimes we don't hold our friendships to the same standards as we would like a romantic connection. Mm. And I feel like sometimes it's, it can be easy, especially if you're like in a group setting to like take shit from people or accept that like Mm -hmm. maybe you don't like them as a person as much or like anything like that it can be sometimes difficult especially at school to actually like cut people out of your life or you know confront Mm -hmm. them or and I feel like you hopefully you would do that if that was like someone you were dating and once you start doing that I think in your friendships it it's easier to do that when you're exploring romantic connections as well yeah yeah hold them all to the same standards and don't be afraid to like stand up for yourself and I mean, I definitely know that I've, like, cut people out of my life sounds a bit drastic, but definitely, like, you know. Oh, I've done it. Yeah, like, any yeah, same friendships. <laughs> you no have regrets. to. You yeah. have to. Like, so many people cling on to those. I wouldn't call them dead friendships, but friendships that don't 100% fulfill you. Yeah. You're allowed to be picky. Yeah. I think so many people just feel bad because they've known someone for so long. Mm-hmm. But, no, be picky. Yeah. Because it's also better for that other person who wants a friend who's just, like, you know, kind of clinging on to them by a thread. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you they have any also advice for like letting those people go? The thing is I've moved around a lot growing up, so yeah. I usually use the distance <laughs> as my excuse. Um, it's difficult. It, be, it depends on the dynamic of the friendship. It sounds mm-hmm. bad, but sometimes you can just fizzle it out. Yeah. You can just allow the natural course of things to take place. Other times you have to communicate and you have to say, listen, I, 
I just, especially if they're pushing against you, you have to say, listen, I just, I just don't really see this friendship going further. Like there's other things I want. It sounds so harsh and it's probably mm. harder to do than ending a relationship. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it depends on the dynamic. Yeah. Kiara, what was it like in your situations? I mean, again, like I moved around quite a bit. Um, I changed school mostly a lot and then I came to the UK. So a lot of like those friendships sort of just took their course, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just never tried to like revive them or like go out of my way. For example, a lot of like friends back home, like I just like would go back and we go out and I realized that like I kind of was hiding from them my personal growth mm. from like coming here, meeting new people, not like by did not by any means think I was better and so on or anything like that but like I just kind of felt like we were growing apart yeah and we just had like different lives different things and I realized I would just like kind of go there and like it would it would mostly be like talking about other people instead mm. of ourselves or growth what we were doing like it I don't know like it just felt like we'd grown into di different people and I'd go back and I didn't really want to see them that much yeah and it felt like a chore like and I don't know I was just like I'm just gonna let this fizzle out and out of like that kind of friendship group I kept a few people who I still really love and like ended up doing the same thing mm. so clearly you know I think I mean there are some friends you'll keep forever but I think a lot of people you know like come into your life are great for some period of time and you kind of get the best out of each other and then people change like life changes like not everyone is meant for like every phase of your life and that's also yeah. okay yeah I completely agree. And going back to self-love, that just shows how important self-love is. It's kind of, I kind of see it like a, a hierarchy of mm. love. First comes self-love, then platonic, and then romantic. Mm. And it's like they're all a bit interdependent. So you need that foundation of self-love in order to pour into platonic yeah. love, in order to then set good standards for romantic love. Yeah, You kind of need that it's priority so, pyramid. It's so difficult as well because I feel like sometimes it's like you maybe have more difficulty cultivating self-love because... I don't know maybe your family didn't give you enough love or like maybe friendships even like I feel like it's yeah it's mm. all so connected but yeah I com I agree this I think it's the most difficult out of the three yeah completely it's what you've internalized growing up from the from the relationships you saw growing up to what you've experienced yourself you kind yeah. of it's like an ongoing process having to unlearn the things you've internalized yeah another question because we've gotten this question a lot in terms of like moving abroad finding new friends and that's something that like I feel mm. like our friendship group mm. has like all of us are from different yeah. places we're the queens of <laughs> all of us have like come to London are yeah. not from here and have had to build our life like almost from scratch in a new place so I and I feel like a lot of listeners are the same like either moving for uni or mm. you know for a different job or for a long distance whatever it will be do you guys have any advice for moving to a new place and, and making new friends? You want to start? <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> um, I was going to say my first year, especially when I moved here, I didn't really speak English. So um, that was definitely a challenge for me. But I just like did not click with it. Like I clicked with one friend who, um, who I still love and so on. But like we both felt really alone. And that was also a big reason for us to click mm -hmm. together. Um, but I definitely struggled so much. I felt like I was stuck in this view of like, everyone is so different from me. Everyone is so different from my friends from home. I would like struggle to say yes to 
things because I would kind of be a bit ashamed my English wasn't maybe that good mm. or like I was too different and they noticed um, and it took me like a long time to like find people and like kind of what we we're saying like pick out people but I noticed I also changed a lot during that time and open up to others so I think my advice would sort of be like remember to like make a conscious effort to be open-minded that people are different have different upbringings you know like mm. every like every country has their different way of doing things international people especially and so on so um I think try and be open and say yes to things like mm. don't care like what's ultimately like what's the worst thing that can happen you go for a coffee with someone and you don't yeah. click and like you move on with your life but I don't think you ever regret trying to find you know being open to finding new people yeah I yeah. agree. 100%. That openness is so important. Because even if you move somewhere and, and it's not an environment you like, you struggle to find friends like mm-hmm. you did, Kiara. And I had the same when I moved somewhere um, when I was growing up as well. But looking back now, every kind of chapter of living in whichever country has been so beneficial to my own personal growth. You learn so much and you develop even more of an openness to others. And I think that's like something I always say is I, above everything, prioritize connecting with other people and mm-hmm. finding common ground because I love like going to parties and meeting someone and having that conversation in the corner yeah. of the room and like <laughs> I don't know digging into their life a little bit because you can yeah. get so much wisdom from just that conversation with a stranger and I think moving around has developed that within me mm-hmm. um so just be open don't don't um be so hard on yourself give yourself time it takes time to settle into a new place and to find people that you resonate with um yeah be super open embrace the fear because it is scary yeah yeah but it is it is a difficult thing but oh my god so worthwhile yeah so worthwhile and also living somewhere compared to just traveling there Mm -hmm. so different it's much better i think yeah it's a much better more well-rounded experience it's so interesting because i feel like i had a similar experience which shows that you'll you might go through the same thing especially with uni because it's so different from home you're going you're going through like all sorts of new changes right I feel like I always have like a honeymoon period with like the place where I've moved to Mm -hmm. so it's like at the beginning everything is super exciting everything is new and then it's like reality settles in and you're like oh but actually I'm still quite alone and like I haven't managed to find the connections and I definitely just like tried to go out and you know you make a lot of like or I made a lot of like superficial going out connections and But it's so interesting because you never know what some of those connections might turn into. Like our friend Ali, who you were mentioning as well before, she, I always saw as like a going out friend. And then only after uni did we actually like sit down, met up um, and we discovered like, oh, actually we do connect on like Mm, a deeper level. Yeah. And that's how I met like all of these guys as well, eventually through like, you know, the, the connections, how they all happened. So it's also like you just never know which person is going to introduce you to other people as well and what can come out of that. So I feel like it's just like, yeah, being open to the process, not expecting everything to like click into place immediately. Mm -hmm. Because even though right now I feel like is the best situation I've ever been in in terms of friendships, it doesn't mean that I didn't like value the friendships I had before or at uni. I think they were all just like, you know, they just play a different role and it all just like ladders up and it's also completely fine to have... I had a lot of like individual friendships, I feel like at uni versus like one group, you know, which I feel like is really difficult to find. It can sometimes be easier, I think, to find like individual people who you really click with Mm -hmm. and that and those people can get you through the experience. And I mean, uni, I feel like is a really good environment to like meet new people and meet lots of different people. I agree. 
Um, then all of us obviously moved to London for work. So I feel like that's a bit, that's again, a completely different. Yeah. But again, like you might not find your people in you. Yeah. Like, and that's fine. But yeah. like, you doesn't mean you should like stop trying or close yourself down or anything mm. like that. Like everything comes, but like, you know, it might also just not happen there. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's fine too. Like same thing for Besh and, and me. Like we became so much better friends after uni. Or like towards the end in like third year. Yeah. And Same we with me and Tara. Other, yeah. We've known each other since first year through a mutual friend. And then we ended up becoming best friends later on. So interesting. Yeah, so you never know. It's worth like I feel like giving people a chance or giving a place a chance. You know, you might not love it in the first year, but I feel like if, if you see enough there to stay, then it's worth mm. sticking it out and even just like for yourself, you know, I think all of us definitely like wanted to come to London for one or the other reason. And I don't know. We got another question in terms of like living with your friends in a big city in your twenties, um, or like living in a big city. I feel like it's kind of the same thing of like it can be so amazing to have so many things to be able to do, and especially if maybe you haven't gotten like your full fully fledged friendship group yet. I feel like it can be such a good way to meet new people, mm-hmm. but it can also I feel like be easy to feel alone or you're constantly confronted with other people who look like they have the most amazing life or the most Mm -hmm. amazing friendships and you maybe don't feel like you do again nothing's ever like as perfect Mm -hmm. as it looks I feel like what you see on social media is like not the reality most of the time yeah completely and I mean I always hear people say this a big city can it can feel like some of the most isolating lonely places in the world but the only way to make that work for you is to just be open yeah I think people sometimes without noticing just retreat into their comfort zone you know Mm. they spend perhaps a little too much time with themselves or they set very rigid expectations on the types of connections they want to have but as long as you stay open constantly push yourself outside of your comfort zone because that's where the growth actually occurs yeah and I mean there's like that locals app that our friend Mike loves to use and he's met so many people through there and yeah like just put yourself in those situations where you're going to meet new people I know it's scary but just do it I also know quite a couple of people who've like tried Bumble BFF, like when they've moved to a new place and that's yeah. also worked. So I feel What's like that? Bumble BFF, it's like a dating app but for friends. Oh, okay. Never yeah. heard of it. So you can just, so I feel like, and there's going to be lots of people who, or even mm-hmm. Facebook groups for like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, Italians in London. I'm sure there's like a group like that. <laughs> of you know. <course. laughs> I think it's also like, it's, it's scary to do when I feel like it's it's a difficult first step to make because it's always difficult to admit like more way more difficult than admit like you don't have a like you know boyfriend or whatever yeah. or you don't like someone like I think like admitting to yourself that you don't like have friends you resonate with or like you're not finding the people you want to find and you're feeling alone is so difficult That's and so, so true. scary and so it's like up. shameful yeah a hundred percent like you you're seeing all these people on like social media yeah. posting yeah. like a thousand friends who like you know probably like they met like two days ago and they <laughs> ha- care absolutely zero about like 90 yeah. percent of instances but it still makes you feel even lonelier so i think you know making that step to actively saying like I want to meet new people like I want to build great friendships is very difficult yeah and I feel like also allow yourself to just romanticize your life a little bit like be your main character you know I'm Mm -hmm. I'm potentially gonna move again in like the next I don't know when years months no No. one knows (laughs) I think all of us are yeah Yeah. and I I know I'm gonna have to go through that process again which is gonna be potentially even more difficult but then it's also going to be I think for me I'm going to really try and focus on like okay what are things that I can do 
on my own like going to places exploring like classes or almost like mm. passion points you know and at the end of the day it's like it's your movie so you get to like choose how you live it and yeah and, and enjoy the process yeah and I think it's important to remember like again everyone who saw here has felt this way so yeah. you know loads of people feel the same way yeah and it's not shameful it's just you know you still haven't found your friends <laughs> Let's get into advice section. Oh, we've got, is it juicy? We've got, I actually haven't read it yet. Oh. So it's it's one very long message that a lovely listener sent us. So I thought we'd end on it. Okay, I'm going to read it out. Hey, I heard on the podcast that I could type my dilemma here just to purely get it into words. I'm not expecting a reply or anything, but this dilemma of mine has been bugging me for nearly nine months. You're getting a reply. <laughs> So last year, I added some random boy on Snapchat just to see what would come out of it, even though my mom told me not to because obviously it's dangerous. But I did it, and turns out the guy I added is my age, lives in Australia like me, and since then we've become, I'd say, quite good friends. We've just clicked instantly. She put clicked in, like, quotation marks. Like, we've known each other for years. Obviously, I listened to my intuition, and it's not once told me something is off. I've called this guy, FaceTimed him too, so he is not a creep. The thing is, he might be traveling to the same state I am in as he lives in a different state and I would love to meet him in person and so would he. But neither of our parents know and I don't know how my mom will react if I tell her about meeting him. Or if I don't tell my mom and meet up with him, he will be with his family and then what do we say to them to explain who the heck I am and why I know him when I live in the same in the state I live in. If he tells me he's coming over here, no doubt my anxiety over this will skyrocket as I'm so excited that he might come here and we can meet, but I feel guilty because my mom does not know. My girlfriend said that I just have to be ready for my mom to either be very mad and take control over my phone, or she'll be optimistic and trust that I've had no bad feeling about him and ask to come along and meet his parents so we all know each other. I also don't know how his parents are going to react. What I fear most is that our parents might forbid we talk to each other. And then she said, ah, deep breaths, and I'll talk to him and figure this out. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Besh has come back and yeah. is reading the message. Oh. I'll give you. I'll give you a minute, and then everyone can collect their thoughts, think okay. about it, and then we'll we'll give our thoughts. Yeah, this I is difficult because mm. really I feel difficult. like I'm starting to be old enough to think like the more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to know how old this person is. Yeah. I'm, but I'm thinking teenager. Yeah, like sixteen. Teenager. I agree. Sorry if you're not, but I feel like because she's. Clearly, the mother still has enough control yeah. over you to like be able to the take phone your phone coming. away. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. which my mother did multiple times. So um, I very much relate to this problem. I wasn't even naughty. It was just my mum being a strict mother. Yeah, I know I mean, you're listening to this, mama. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I, I, I've had time to read the message now. Um, honestly, my teenage self would have done something crazy because I was a rebellious, <laughs> like, horrible kid to my parents. I've run off so many times to meet boys, but. My teenage self would have probably done something crazy and like gone to like some secluded area you have to go to. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Please don't. But I feel like you shouldn't worry about your parents meeting each other yet. Like you've not even met each other yet. So maybe, you know, decide like... And also you don't have to tell your mom everything. Mm. Um, I feel like... And, and this might be bad advice, but I mean, if you're scared to tell her and you still want to, you know, meet this boy... Maybe meet him in like a public place, like a cafe or a park where... Yeah. Um, 
because it would yeah you imagine like you feel like this incredible connection and even if you're not like above 18 you're not able to meet them i feel like maybe meet him in a safe way and like determine what what exactly you want from it yeah. and if you feel like it's not worth it then don't but if you feel like you know it is then i'm sure mums might be tough at first but they always understand um so Maybe this is a controversial advice. I feel like all <laughs> no. three of you are looking at me like... <laughs> I think it needs to be safety first. Yeah, yeah. safety first. I think they should meet with like someone else there. Yeah. Like if he's Maybe take, with your, family. take your friend, for yes. example. That could be a good... Because she knows about the situation clearly. And someone outside of the person you bring should know your location at all times. Yeah. This feels very like paranoid, but I think like too much bad stuff goes on. Yeah. And you always think it's never going to happen to you. But... Like, yeah. ultimately, you don't know this person. You don't know their family. Like, you don't know yeah. who these people are. And, like, like if you think the con- connection is worth exploring, that's great. But, like, you know, you are more important. And someone should know about this. And you are, like, underage. And, like, you need to be careful. Yeah. That's great advice. I go with what Kiara <laughs> said. I don't really resonate with the situation like when I was a teenager I never had a situation like this and I was yeah. such a chronic rule follower like I would just Me I was like the opposite <laughs> we had very strict parents I think both of us yeah. but I was just I, I was, was a like chronic so. rule follower my mom would check my phone like every other day she's fa- she like used to find my messages to boys and everything and <laughs> no way and like there were there was a point where my mom and I were not even speaking to each other because mm. she was like oh my god I have given birth to a despicable human being <laughs> oh, I'm sure I was, I was crazy that. I would not want to have a kid like me um, <laughs> but it sounds like I don't know if you've like been speaking to this guy for nine months you FaceTime him you have a crush on him like you need to meet him. I agree. I feel like you like, do need to meet him. Yeah. But I, I also agree. This table is very divided. But yeah. I do rebellious no, no, no. teens but on I, one side. But I agree with Kiara that like safety should be first. So yeah. I feel like it's a good idea to to bring your friend along. Yeah, maybe tell her. She should tell her mother about it, I feel like. So that one adult knows. Friend? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so one adult should know about it. One that. adult should know. Have like the location of your friend. And then you guys stay together. Go meet this boy. Thinking of like, okay, how can... Because she was also asking of like okay she doesn't know of like you know his parents um if he'll be with his parents all the time but i feel like maybe he can just be like i don't know what could he i feel use? like it's one of those things yeah. where you just have to like see whether you can meet yeah it's weird if you meet him with his parents yeah and if yeah. He's... don't meet him with his parents no, I, don't know. You, not. I mean i don't know how old this person is but like you know you can all they can always just say that you're like a friend of their classmate or yeah. whatever and that you went to visit once are you gonna side like show him around yeah. like i'm sure there's like something you can like come up with and so on but again like i mean i'm sure this boy and his family parents are the nicest people ever like <laughs> but again like you have no clue who they yeah. are like i like don't feel safe knowing this boy's parents are there yeah by any means and i think you might also improve I guess you're a sense of safety if you just open up to him as well if you feel comfortable to do that just say look it's like the first time I've been in a situation like this yeah. like I don't know what like what are you doing are you coming to your parents have you told your parents yeah, I don't really, just be yeah. just be open and honest which is so hard to do at that age like I probably yeah. would never have done it but yeah this is not how I would, I would do it <laughs> yeah. yeah like I would not do anything that we're saying but it's probably it should be done but if we're putting <laughs> safety <laughs> 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 deep. Okay, it's a different perspective. 
perspective. <laughs> Probably more realistic perspective. From spot. <laughs> it's like, let's be real. I'm never gonna tell an adult I'm going, but you know, do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know you're no, like, it, you know, not your yeah. mom, but like, you know, a friend's yeah. mom, like. Yeah. There's always someone. I feel like a friend's mom tell. is quite safe, especially if you know you always have that friend who's like the parents cool are super friend. lax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and then like the, I'd have like friends where like I could sleep over after parties because the parents wouldn't care. They I had yeah. I had that yeah. too. Yeah. I had some of my mom's friends even like pull me to the corner oh and be God. like, Sophia, I know like your mom's a little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can always call me. You can always. That's so don't feel bad yeah. for maybe going against. I wouldn't call it going against, but like doing some things in secret. Like it's a very natural thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And, and everyone will. It's just making sure that you are staying safe. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like that's the main thing. Stay I safe. Think put yourself in the position where if you feel uncomfortable or in danger, like remember that your mom and your parents are the first people who you would want to call. And so putting yourself in a position where you can't do that is very difficult. Yeah. And yeah. You don't want to be there. That's a really good point. But then yeah. you always also can if something's actually wrong. Like I've definitely been in situations where my mother, like I did not tell my mom where I was or like, you know, I did yeah, something maybe gonna not you. that great. And then I'd call her crying and obviously she'd be there to like mm-hmm, pick me yeah. up and be like, it's fine. You know, in that scenario, yeah. I feel like, often the parents first instinct just gonna be like okay let let me make sure you're safe yeah Yeah. but it's hard to make that call like for me it always was it was like wow like how uncomfortable am i getting with this that i feel okay with the punishment of calling my parents Mm -hmm. and telling them about this but like your parents will just like judge you so like you'll find this out when you grow up like your parents judge you so much less like they've done the same stuff yeah exactly and it always works out like okay you have maybe an uncomfortable conversation but you're like you said, your parents they went through that before. Yeah. So they understand. Punishments don't last forever. You'll get no. your phone back eventually. Yeah. Speak from experience. <laughs> God, I'm getting PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't take my phone. I still have it when I go home. I'm like I know, even my I, phone sometimes away. when I'm like on my phone at the dinner table, my mom's like, put your phone away. I'm like, don't take it away. <laughs> even if I'm watching a movie with my mom, she's like, why are you on your phone? Yeah. Who are you talking to? I, I just don't even pick up my phone when yeah. I'm around them. Because my mom will like peep and be like, what's that? Show me that. I'm like, yeah, mm. you went through my camera roll. <laughs> <laughs> what's on your camera roll? I want to go through your camera It's just you guys. <laughs> oh. Are we ashamed but of it's all secret? No. <laughs> but absolutely not. But, and actually, I know my cousin, I don't know how she met, but she also met, like, her then-boyfriend over the internet somewhere. I feel like it was, like, Facebook or something. They ended up meeting up, but I definitely think my aunt knew about it. I think she maybe have been, like, involved in the process of, like, them meeting. And they Whoa. ended up being together for, like, four years or something. Whoa. So, you know, it can work out. You never know. Ending on a hopeful I- note. I watch too much true crime to believe in <laughs> internet relationships. <laughs> You never know. You never that's know. True. That's true. But, you but know, yeah. Be safe first. Safety thing. first. You'll get through this. You will figure this out. Talk and to him. Talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to him. If you can't do that with him, then you shouldn't really be meeting him in the first place. Yeah. Um, and best of luck. Yay. Snapchat is an interesting experience. Um, yeah. At least you can see their face, right? Yeah, she FaceTimed him. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's so a she's good like, point. She should send a picture him. of him to people. Oh. Oh my god, this is getting full oh on my like god. police. I don't think it's like come I, on. I now. have been watching this. I am not. So. <laughs> oh, Do not send a photo of him. <laughs> send the photo of him to someone. I oh agree. my god, I should not be allowed to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> your children are all gonna be locked away. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna call your mom for advice, but <laughs> 
Okay, well, I feel like this is a good note to end on. We've, we've recorded for exactly an hour, which is a stunning length. Perfect oh, yeah. length. Amazing. Thank you guys very much for coming on this um, Monday, Easter Monday record. Yay. Oh, thanks, Leo. And yeah, thank you, thank you guys so it's much for fun. sharing your wisdom. Thank you for being amazing friends. Oh. And yes. Okay, Any last words? <laughs> love the matcha girlies. We talk about them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone else, not only the matcha girlies. Everyone listening is a matcha girl. Okay. okay. This, this term yeah. is non gendered. Okay. Big yeah. love to the matcha community. <laughs> Huge love. Huge love. Hope you're having a good week, day, hour, whenever you're listening to this. And catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.